BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. I hope everyone's having an amazing, bright, beautiful, stunning, and smart day so far. So far. That's all you can ask for. So far. That's all you can ask for, especially like when all you've done is like put your makeup on. Like hopefully the day is beautiful, stunning, and smart, and so are you. No, I, weirdly, my mornings are so busy now. With Bruce, they were already becoming busy because we go for a walk, and it's just like we're just walking around the neighborhood. But with my smoothie making endeavor, it's just on another level. And I made my smoothie today. I actually brought my smoothie today. One, because I was in such a rush and I didn't get to have my breakfast portion. Two, because it's finally a pretty color that I'm proud of. I'm not like drinking black slop. Yeah. And three, um, I, okay, so I just got a funnel to pour my my pitcher into these bottles. Yeah. And I literally have almost double the amount of smoothie to wow. drink. So I was missing out on so much smoothie because it was all like coming out over the sides. You learn something new every day on a juice cleanse. Right. So if you are doing the cleanse, definitely get a funnel if you're using like these glass bottles because I was wasting so much smoothie. It's devastating. Okay. The support is, not, is lackluster. Okay. What do you want me to do? Like cheer for the funnel? I'm so excited for you. Your whites of your eyes look blinding. And no, they look the same still. No, I they look a little less gray, like more poppy. I guess. I feel like I'm feeling good. I'm really feeling I'm really glad that I'm doing this. I'm really excited to be done with it, obviously. Of course. But it's not torture along the way. It's really not. So if you are on the fence, I'm telling you to go for it. Do you? I've inspired someone else to do it too. Okay, well, that's kind of why I'm annoyed at you and your fucking juice cleanse because you know what? You want to torture yourself with a juice cleanse? Fine. Don't bring that shit into my home because you know what? Jackie's trying to convince Ben to do it, and you know what's gonna I'm happen? Not trying. He actually, I did suggest that he would like it. He would like it. So Ben is gonna spend all this money on like fruits, vegetables, blender, this book that you made him get. And you know what? If Ben was like actually going to follow through with it, of course I would be supportive. But Ben is the king of starting things and not finishing them so I can just know I'm gonna or he'll do it and like I'm gonna have to clean up all the, like the celery off the floor and like the apple skin on the counter and it's like then it becomes my job and it's like if you guys want to torture yourselves so be it but like I don't want jobs and Ben going on a juice cleanse gives me multiple jobs first hearing about it which I already have to hear about it from you second the cleanup the cleanup third Ben like he's just like gonna talk about it non-stop like you know what? That is why I'm not supportive of the juice cleanse anymore because you brought it into my home. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, but I actually think that he would really like it. Of course. And Be- Jackie said that Ben is- said he's going to read the book. Yeah. And I think that reading the book, it's um, the Green Smoothie Cleanse by J.J. Smith. Just search it on Amazon. Reading the book is the best way to make sure that you stick to it because it tells you why you're doing what you're doing. Not just like, oh, I saw someone do a juice cleanse and now I'm going to do that same one. Like it really explains the reason behind everything. And I think that it's you need to also prepare yourself mentally for something like this. Well, why I brought up the book is because if you think Ben is going to read that book, I just have to say, since I've known him, one time I saw him read. We like were in the airport and we both bought 
books to read at the beach. I read, I think it was Drew Barrymore's, and he bought Aziz Ansari's and legit read one page. That was the only time I've ever seen him read in the entire eight years we've been together. And he hasn't even read my book. So if he goes and reads JJ's book before mine, like I'll honestly be upset. Well, he got the ebook, so he it will be like a PDF. For He's him. waiting for the audiobook of my <laughs> book. Like I'm like, Ben, just read my fucking oh, book. That's but that works. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an advanced copy of the audiobook, so I can't like give it out to like friends and family. So he's just gonna have to wait till January 26th. Okay, well that's so exciting. Maybe until then he'll read JJ's, you know. Yeah, by then he'll be, he'll be all cleansed. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We have a great show for you guys today. Uh, the Bachelor was on last night. Much to discuss there, as well as. The world just turning and some of our stories connect to some of my TV recap because I started watching High School Musical, the musical, the series. And I know I'm the last person on earth to watch it. Um, and I'm just loving it like so much. And I, I watched it because I fell into this rabbit hole of Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo drama, which we will get into. Um, I just can't believe I didn't know about like all these teeny boppers who were so, you know, such big stars. And I like to pride myself on being like in with the teeny boppers. Are they such big stars? Well, or uh, until two days ago? They were very insular, like in the Disney world. And then it just, the song like blew it out into the general public. Yeah, we'll talk about the song. Um, I'm very excited in, about it. In the Fast Five stories. And then I'll talk my, about my feelings on um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, in the story. Because it's such a great little show. It is a really good show. I watched it at the beginning of quarantine after I watched High School Musical 1, one 2, two and, and 3. And I recommend it for anyone. Go on a cleanse, watch High School Musical. You'll be set. Yeah, if you just want to watch High School Musical 2, that works also. Yeah, that does work. You know what I did yesterday, speaking of content? Mm. I downloaded the Discovery app. Oh, Discovery I, Plus? Yep, I subscribed to it. All Can of I the have content is there. Well, I'm still on the seven-day trial, and, and get your own. <laughs> You know, like support the creators that you like. Um, okay, even creators. Like huge... Even it, okay, you know, you mean support toxic corporate America? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so I got to watch Ina. I watched all three episodes of Magnolia Table, and then also like this behind. There's the only scenes. three episodes, like ever. There's only three episodes so far because it's very new. Interesting. They also had this behind the scenes of like how they set it up and like where they found the studio and her decorating the studio and like her mentality for doing the show and and watching it really confirmed what I had said which was like she's her approach is very like I don't want to say it's like candid and you know breaking the fourth wall and like you know she'll spill here and she said like a lot of times when you film cooking shows you film, film it twice and you make extra just in case you burn this much and she was like she decided she's not going to do that like if I burn it you're going to see it right and like make it very real yeah some could see that as real or some could see it as lazy no I don't see it as lazy I I like it I like that I mean well let's see if she does an episode and it's burned I don't get to see the fish <laughs> right. I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> But until then, I like the notion of like she's making what she makes and then she's going to eat it and she shares yeah. it with the crew and she brings it home to her kids. Of and, course, and the it's, kids. It's very cute. So I'm a, I, like, I've just fallen down this rabbit hole and then I watched Rachel Ray's 30 Minute Meals. Because I told Jackie that I think she would really like it. One, for recipes and two, because Rachel Ray is just a culinary queen. Queen. She's a culinary queen and I do like the concept of like meals you can make at home in 30 minutes. Love to see it. Um, it's meant for like a, a busy mom on a weeknight. A hundred percent. I hadn't watched it in so long. I forgot what Rachel Ray's personality is like. And like, she is just so energetic. She's a lot. She's a lot. Like, and it was, I sent you a clip of her like yelling at me. Because you were trying to explain to me like why you weren't loving Rachel Ray. You no, were like, I, I never said I didn't You said like she's it. just very chaotic. I said the energy is so chaotic. I sent you a clip like of her she, screaming. She was being pretty nuts. And then later in the episode, she goes, I'm sorry I keep screaming at you guys. <laughs> no, see, so that's was, our queen, like self-aware. 100%. No, I really liked it. She made these delicious chicken patties, Parmesan. So mm. it was like a chicken patty with sauce and cheese, like a pizza, the way that she... Oh, that looks so good. You know, it sounded so good. I really want to make it. Mm. So I'm just loving Discovery. And it's my... In the streaming wars, like, I really think that they're going to... It's gonna, a player. They're going to show up. They've been doing a lot of commercials for it. Mm -hmm. um, also, when and I... they use Greatest Showman in the commercial. Do they? They use A Million Dreams as the I song. Just, I feel like the marketing world has now, like, oversaturated The Greatest Showman. Like, I've seen it in a few, like, commercials for different TV shows and stuff. And it's like, they know that it's, like, the secret sauce to just get someone to buy something or to watch it. But now it's becoming slightly oversaturated. Oh, that's funny. Because to me, it's, like, so incredible that I don't, like... I'm, uh, I'm glad it's not used more, but I think it could be used even more. Like, I think everyone should use it. And the fact that it's only a handful, it's like, oh. No, there's okay. nothing that one of those songs, like, can't make you buy. No, or can't make me do or yeah. feel Watch. 100%. Um, also, I ca uh, caught up on RuPaul's Drag Race last night. 
And I just have to say, like, it's really just the best show on television. I don't think she's going to win, but I would love for Candy Lush to win. Like, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, she's so funny. Like, and to me, obviously what you do on the runway is so important. But really, what the energy you bring to the confessionals and, like, the drama and, like, Untucked, like, that to me is so valuable. And Candy Lush is just hysterical and Ross Matthews who I used to like find really annoying but now he's really found like a home for him I feel like he was kind of career-wise like floating around like not do you remember like he was on Chelsea lately and then he had hello Ross and he just like couldn't find a place for himself in in entertainment he landed as like one of the OG judges for a while now on RuPaul's Drag Race and I honestly think it's the perfect place for him so he's much more likable um and he loves Candy Lush and he really sees Candy Lush for like who she is um and I just love her also I love Gottmik um who is friends with James Charles like um in real life um She's pretty fabulous. And I, I like everyone, actually. I don't like that there were now two episodes in and absolutely nobody has been sent home. Like, the one complaint I have about RuPaul's Drag Race is that they waste your time, you know? Oh. With, like, episodes of, like, silliness. Like, you're eliminated. No, you're not. Like, send it, send one person home every week. Like, that's all we ask, you know? Yeah. But they're always, every season, trying to reinvent. So it's like, this season, six girls went home the first night. One came back. But we know the other five are here. Like, it's just so... just. Can we go from, like, 13 to 1? Like, isn't that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. It's the Bachelor could also heed that advice. Yeah. They, I know we didn't get a rose ceremony this week, and we'll talk about it in the TV recap, but I really need about 10 girls to go home because it is way too many girls. Yeah. Like, I can... Sarah, who was, like, a star of last night's episode, never saw her in my life. Sarah's the one who got... A, Alexis Rose. Alexis Rose. Do you feel that call? Of course, everyone did. Not only in the way that she looks, but in her mannerisms oh, as well. Oh, were other people saying that too? Everyone. Oh, I... Okay, but it's, I just... I like, know you don't have a Twitter, but it's all over Twitter. <laughs> I came to that conclusion on my own and I felt really proud. No, it's everywhere and it's so accurate. Yes, yeah, so accurate. And I'm sure she's loving the comparison. Someone also said that she reminds him of Naomi from Southern Charm and I felt that too. Kind of. More more on the Alexis Yes, yeah, but I just, I saw that as well. So we will do our full Bachelor recap later on in the show in our TV recap segment, and you don't want to miss it. So without further ado, do you think that it's time? Oh, I mean, I haven't promoted my book yet, so maybe I should just get that out of the way. Mm. Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster comes out two weeks from today, so you better prepare for two weeks of annoying-ass content from me. Um, this is the hardcover version, which I really recommend you purchase, even if you're buying the audiobook or the ebook, because it has little photo inserts. I don't want to spoil it, but this book is everything to me, and I really hope that you can pre-order it if you haven't already at girlwithnojob.com book. Sorry about that. Love it. Well, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And that's true. And, you know, I'm not going to make a joke about today's sponsor because, you know what, I don't... There are very few things I don't fuck with and make jokes with. What? Taxes is one of them. And today's sponsor is TurboTax. You are unique, and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique situation, and and answer your questions. And on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live's tax experts can answer specific questions, walk you through the process, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done just right. Intuit TurboTax Live, where you can file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. Thank you, TurboTax, for sponsoring today's episode. Honestly, even if, you know, why this was so helpful, it's just a reminder, you guys, tax season is upon us oh gosh very scary actually i but not scary with turbo tax yeah i pay my taxes at the end of the year so i'm all good Mm -hmm. nice okay first story it's what everyone's talking about if you watch niche's instagram you've seen some of this but olivia rodrigo's song driver's license hits number one across major streaming platforms and earns praise from taylor swift sickening so olivia rodrigo who is the star of high school musical the musical the series put out her debut single driver's license and it has been out for only three days and it's already at the top of the streaming charts and it's unbelievable and it is the cause for this viral sort of yeah it just sort of caught chatter it's not like honestly the story is that different or interesting from like other scandals in celebrity worlds and the three of people involved like aren't even that mega famous so I don't really know why this drama like caught on it really started on TikTok where people just became obsessed but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the song is so good the song is so good so I had watched Margot's Instagram stories a few days ago so I got the lowdown basically Olivia Rodrigo was dating 
Josh, who also stars in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Joshua Bassett. He plays Ricky. And they, um, they were like, so the thing is, is that's confusing, is that when they met, she was 16. Okay. And so that's why like driver's license was such a big deal because they were like waiting. He's older, not that much older, but I think he's like 19. Snitch says that he taught her how to drive. Yeah. And they were waiting for her to turn 18 to like officially become a couple. So they were definitely like in love. I don't know if they were like full-blown boyfriend, girlfriend because she was younger or they just weren't public about it because she was younger. Okay. And I guess like in their relationship, there was always this like underlying like weird thing that like he might have been like into Sabrina Carpenter. She was always very insecure about it. I saw a video of them yesterday on an award show carpet with like four of their castmates and the, the woman interviewing them was like, who are you guys excited to see perform tonight? And someone was like, Alicia Keys. And some, some girl was like, Sabrina Carpenter. And Joshua Bassett's like, whoa, she's here. And like, it was just like a moment in time where they forgot they were on camera. And like, you look at Olivia, it's like the most cringiest thing. So there was always like this weird element with Sabrina Carpenter. Okay. Then I guess nobody knew that they like broke up or whatever. She puts out this song that just spills the tea everywhere. And it's piping hot. Yeah, no, this song is like word for word what went down. I saw an article that's like decoding Olivia. There's Doesn't no, need there's to no be. code. It's, it's just English. It's just she wrote out what happened. He's with an older girl now. She drives You're by. You're with the blonde girl who's so much older than me. She drives by his house now alone. But she did get her driver's license. Yeah, and it's just like the memory of him teaching her how to drive. It's very, you know, she's a very musically talented young girl. She also wrote that song that went viral on TikTok from High School Musical, the musical, the series, um, All I Want. All I want so is good. love that last. Yeah. all I want. She's really good on the show. I, I, you said you didn't like love her on the show. And I so when didn't. I watched, I was ready to obviously hate her. No, but I think she's spectacular. Like she's a really good singer. I just like didn't, I didn't love her energy on the show. And I just feel like justice once again needs to be served for the girl who plays Miss Darbus in the musical. Like where, and, did you finish the series? No, I'm only on episode four. I agree that that's like EJ's cousin, the girl who plays Miss Darbus in the musical is the glue that holds the, the drama club together. Like she's such a queen. And she's so talented. When her and Nini sat down at that piano and sang that song, I was shook. Like, shook, shook, shook. And I, I couldn't agree more. Once again, Miss Darbus saves the fucking drama club. Right. So that's like the, the angle I came at it from. And I was just like, okay. I mean, she's super talented. Um, there's no denying that. And there are some songs that I even like listen to on Spotify. And it's not even all I want. It's like another one. Yeah. Um, I just like had other thoughts, but the show was really good. And, and I hope that this like sort of drama and virality will make more people watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, because I thought it was really good. Um, I mean, it made me watch it. So I have to imagine other people are doing it too. I agree. And when it comes to High School Musical, the musical, the series, it's a Disney Plus show original. So it's not on Disney Channel. But, you know, I was really shocked at how I found the show to be much more mature than, you know, the Disney Channel days of past. And I just think it's like, it's crazy how, like, not that much time has passed since, like, we were watching the Disney Channel, but I feel like the energy at Disney is so different. Like, even the way that, like, you know, Gabrielle is not, like, a nerd and Troy, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, high school in those, like, archaic sort of stereotypes yeah. that we grew up with, like, are so toxic. No, they were really sticking to the status quo. And, yeah. like, they were so before their time with that song, but still they could not really, like, just because Troy did basketball and saying he broke the status quo, like, no. It's, and just because you're in the drama club, like, that doesn't make you a loser. Yeah, they're not in these boxes anymore. Which I think is so healthy. Like, I can't explain. And I was just, like, shook when the big senior that everyone was, like, obsessed with, EJ, like, went to drama camp. Like, I'm like, yes. Like, thank you. Like, I just think it's so wonderful for kids who get to, like, watch up, grow up. Not in these, like, these archetypes that, like, our generation built of, like, pretty cheerleader ugly nerd you know like <laughs> it's so archaic and it was just so refreshing to watch and of course like the, Disney has come you know light years away from where they used to be like they had a gay love interest I haven't I don't see what happens like I don't know if he shows up to the prom or not but like there's a gay couple like it's just so different and so refreshing and like honestly kids these days are just going to be better off because of it yeah I just haven't watched kids' content in so long. Like, I didn't know how much has changed. No. Also, but also High School Musical, the musical series is interesting because it's, like, not... doesn't represent, like, the Disney Channel core, right now. Yeah. But it's Disney Plus. And so you really do feel like you're watching something more mature than, like, you're watching a Disney Channel show. So Yeah, the jokes are, like, a little bit more elevated and, like, kind of dirty sometimes. And also it's, like, the premise, even, of their... They go to this... They're students at the high school where High School Musical was filmed. And the drama club is now performing 
High School Musical, the musical, as their musical. Spring musical. And the drama <laughs> director is like, she was an extra, but her scene got cut. Like, it's just like pretty. She is so funny. And the whole series, but her in particular, really reminded me of Glee. Yeah. The soundtrack is so Glee. And she looks like a mix of Miss Pillsbury. And Kristen Chenoweth. And Kristen Chenoweth, yes. Oh my God, I thought the show was like, and I read somewhere that they, like some of the creators from Glee like worked on Disney plus the show. But the similarities are so stark. And I love Glee. I think that maybe is why I really like the show. Yeah, so you're not done yet? Are you going to finish it today? Um, actually, I have a very busy day today, but mm-hmm. I will do my absolute best because I'm. Just, it's, it's short episodes. Like it's, Yeah. How many episodes are there? I have no idea. I watched it at the beginning of quarantine. No, I'm really enjoying it. It's like nice to have something that I like and I love the music. Like I just could sing all day. Yeah. And also like if even if you're not invested in any of what we just said, the song Driver's License is objectively really Excellent. great and you should just listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah. And justice for Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, oh, and now Joshua Bassett like is putting out a song called Lies, Lies, Lies. Oh, right. And oh, I guess the shystiness came in when Joshua Bassett like Shared the on his Instagram, like the song saying like Olivia Rodrigo driver's license is out now. Like so proud of you. Right. And it's like, I saw a TikTok or something that was like, imagine if like John, John Mayer, Mayer shared, shared dear John was like new song out. So proud and of like, you. I wasn't sure if that was like a genuine, so proud of you, like, or like a manipulative, like gaslighting type of moment. I don't, I think people are erring on the side of gaslighting. Now, of course, Sabrina Carpenter's Instagram has been flooded with comments like, driver's license, Bond girl, which is like so annoying for her. Um, but I'm just love Olivia Rodrigo. She's apparently such a big Taylor Swift fan and she's just like dying that Taylor commented on her Instagram and that they're like, you know, top of the chart queens together, just like hanging out at the top of the charts. And this is just like a real success story, like for the girl who I guess like got left behind in, in the relationship, but like yeah. she came out the winner. Yeah. So far, I yeah. feel like the story isn't over. No, I just like cannot explain how little I'm interested in listening to a Joshua Bassett song. No, I'm I'm good. Sabrina Carpenter, though, I'll keep I'll keep my ears open. She's a great singer songwriter. She's a great talent. Great talent. And you know, I think one of my favorite songs of hers is the song that she wrote for the uh, Girl Meets World theme song. It's so good. No, she has like a really fire album. I agree. A number of them, really. Okay, so that's what the kids are up to in case you're wondering and you're seeing it all around or or you didn't give a shit at all. No, I think like 30-year-olds everywhere are hella invested in this, like hardcore rabbit hole. Yeah, I've actually been seeing a lot of really funny TikToks, like the, I'm not going to describe the one that I saw, but it was really funny. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sounds hilarious. (laughs) No, it was so funny. It's like a girl like already. Oh, so you are going to describe. Working from home. Yeah. The truckers for Olivia are here. And like trying to decipher everything and then also like getting on Zoom Oh, I saw that too. It was really funny. Yeah. It's literally all over TikTok. It's crazy. I mean, and that's how things Songs get big. And things spread now. Yeah. Okay, next up, Martha Stewart gets her first dose of the COVID vaccine. She says she waited in line with others. Um, others? You know, just, just to let everyone know that she didn't oh, skip. no! Just to let everyone know she didn't skip the line. Right, She's she part of the approved age group. Right, like she didn't like use her privilege like celebrities to like cut the line. Yes, on Monday, the 79-year-old lifestyle mogul shared a video of herself getting the vaccine at the Martha Stewart Center for Living at Mount Sinai in New York City. Wait, she has a hospital? Yeah, that's so interesting. And assured fans that she didn't skip the line at the building that's named after her yeah sure adding that she was in the approved age group monday was the first day in new york city that they started vaccinating people age 75 and older that is so crazy um i actually saw on the local news you know when i turn on my tv it takes me automatically to new york one and if i forget to put something on like it just rolls on for days and i actually learned that you know they're opening up all these facilities and you have to make an appointment and it's like so messy and like all these people were complaining about how like um it's like impossible to get vaccinated and it was like people who really needed it and it's like not funny to joke about but i'm happy martha stewart got it yeah i'm happy that she got it too and that's really which sad. one um she didn't I, I don't think that she specified i don't really feel like it matters either no but i think um i think it's pfizer yeah I, uh, yeah i think pfizer well the moderna one's out too the moderna one is out too i know someone who got it nice yeah um so that's just like some exciting celeb vaccination news also the king and queen got vaccinated did they mm-hmm. love 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 to hear it i'm so yeah. glad that they made it through this difficult time me too unharmed me too um do you think that there are celebrities who have gotten it like using their privilege and like just aren't telling for sure right i i honestly can't fathom that really i can't Why? no i don't i don't think i definitely think there are 
Like the same celebrities I mean, yeah. who've been like lecturing people to stay home and then like fly to St. Bart's, you know? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. And I'm sure I'm a hundred percent they are. hundred percent. Like, that is just so crazy to me. Because yeah. we're still at this stage where obviously it's gonna go in order of need, but like we're at the like critical Earliest. Need, critical need stage. Yeah, no, the people who are just like the most vulnerable right. still haven't all gotten it. So if like a twenty five year old pop singer is getting it, like it's kinda crazy. Yeah. But I'm I have no doubt that there are probably many a celebrity who have gotten it already that's insane it's just it's really fucked up if you think about it yeah but but not confirmed but I guess we we won't know whether they no they'll never tell us but like I just think it's very fair to assume that like some people have gotten it damn okay you ready for a little good casting news a little GCN a little GCN what are the odds sure Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem are in talks to, for a Lucille Ball biopic oh yeah I saw this story and like you didn't care you no, don't think that Nicole Kidman will make a great Lucille Ball well, I do have something controversial to say. I don't know who Lucille, Lucille Ball is. I love Lucy. You know her. No, like I know the show, but yeah, like don't know I'm, her. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to this expect, woman. You're not expected to know her because she's like Ancient. not of your time. Yeah. But she's an icon and you know I love Lucy. It's like a sitcom. Yeah. From yeah. back in the day. Big from, hit. Big stuff. No, no, I've definitely heard of I Love Lucy and... Yeah, for sure. I just, like, don't know this woman from Adam. And I, I, what I do know is I feel like she's a little bit of a nut. I just feel like And I don't the, see Nicole Kidman, like, being that chaotic. I just feel like we're the only people talking about Lucille Ball and Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> that is the diverse slate of content that you get here at The Morning Toast. <laughs> and that's why we do what we do and why we're literally the number one podcast in the universe. Why do you think Lucille Ball is a nut? Isn't her, like, show, like, K like I burned the turkey. Yes, like, yes. That's, like... No, but I feel like Nicole Kidman could do that so well. Like, think of Bewitched. When yeah, she that's was, true, like, that's true. That oh, is some of her best work. you guys want to see me wiggle my nose again? Yeah. That is some of her best work. Yeah. Arguably. And Nicole Kidman can really do it all, and I think that aesthetically she looks like Lucille Ball, and I think she'll crush it, if these rumors are true. She does look like Lucille Ball. That's very true. Yeah, and I think she can easily be made to look like her, like, right. with that quaff. Right, right, right. Okay, fabulous. I mean... Definitely won't be watching, but we'll be supporting Nicole Kidman as I always do, as she's the queen of my heart, body, and soul. And her and her husband are the, probably, I would say, unequivocally, like the most precious couple in Hollywood. I agree. And I also feel like Nicole Kidman at this point is one of those people who it's like, I trust her taste in yes. movies. And, and now I want to go back and watch everything she's ever been in. Yeah. Like, that's what I did with Cameron Diaz, like, at, oh, yeah. at some point in quarantine, I think. You know... If you think about it, the signs have always been there that Nicole Kidman was really like the talent of a generation, just in terms of the, some of the earlier things she chose. Stepford Wives. Iconic. Iconic. If you've never seen that movie, you guys, you aren't living. Obviously Bewitched, which was such an incredible movie and like such a weird like, they play it on E sometimes, but like such a weird like little nugget. Like I feel like it wasn't really popular, but I loved it. Um, yeah, now I'm going to go to her, her IMDb just because I want to like, bring up all the other ones she was also in practical magic which people love i feel like we're always talking about that movie but you never know what it is also if you're ever looking for extra nicole kidman content make sure you're following keith urban on like all of his social media platforms because they have this like warehouse on their farm in tennessee where like all of his guitars are and he just like makes videos of him you know practicing his music and nicole kidman is like always on the side like doing like a weird weird old lady dance and it's some of the best content i've ever seen in my life so i really suggest that you follow him on like tiktok and instagram wow she's been in so many movies like if you really decide to go down this path you could have you like have a month full of content for days a lot of spooky movies too she does have a very spooky vibe to her like she's got a lot of spooky elements yeah she, she just, seems haunted right but she was also an aquaman what? I think she played the, like, Aquaman, someone's mom. That's a safe assumption. Yeah. She's just in so much good stuff. Practical Magic, Paddington, Just Go With It. Oh, yeah, she was the friend at the bar that was, like, they were, um, I just saw this scene, like, a week ago mm -hmm. or a month ago, where they're, like, she was, like, that one-upping friend that Jennifer Aniston always felt like. She so she was, was Luanne de Lesseps. Yes, 100%. Grace of Monaco looks fabulous. She's just, uh an actual like star you know yes yes so anyways makes sense that you would play an actual star here's the tea on the movie though nicole kidman and javier bardem are in talks to play the married couple who starred on i love lucy and were also powerful hollywood producers in an upcoming movie aaron sorkin will direct the film that's called being being the ricardos which he also wrote well wow, that's so exciting aaron sorkin are you gonna see it i i might he's like a talented writer you love aaron sorkin i do 
Do you want to tell everyone why you love Aaron Sorkin? No, because I don't even remember. I do. When we were counselors at camp, we would get every other night off, and there was this great bar um, where everyone would go outside and drink, and it was like really annoying if you were underage because there was this bouncer there named Aaron who was really strict, like really, really, really strict. Um, I actually had an amazing fake ID. Were you underage or was just I? No, I definitely was too. And so like sometimes you would get in with Aaron and sometimes he was so unpredictable and <laughs> sometimes you wouldn't. And if you wouldn't, you had to sit inside because it was also a restaurant. The restaurant you could sit at no matter what age you were, but outside where like the party was, you had to be 21. And if you did go inside and like you tried to sneak inside, there was no getting past Aaron. He was literally, Jackie used to call him her babysitter. And for some reason, she started calling him Aaron Sorkin. And I literally didn't even know who that was, but I was like, Aaron Sorkin. Uh. <laughs> it was so funny. And then we just, like, just it was a nickname that really stuck hard, but he was really good at his job. He was really good at his job. He kept us from the bar. He kept us in line. Successfully. And now he's directing a film about uh, the Ricardos. It's amazing what, you know, where hard work can take you a hundred percent and also an interesting factoid about this movie that you might find interesting but knowing you like probably not yeah Kate <laughs> Kate Blanchett was originally attached to the project so I think she was like supposed to play Lucille Ball I think she also would have made a great Lucy yeah I don't know if she has enough chaotic energy <laughs> no I'm being dead serious it, well, she's like so calm then they should tap Rachel Ray <laughs> <laughs> totally she would make a fantastic Lucille they Ball. should tap Rachel Ray totally that's <laughs> so funny <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's really good thanks claudia oh God, that's fucking funny okay ready for our next story which is a little um biz news i guess a little biz news sorry i'm moving my tabs around to, i'll wait like, for you to to um make the stories make sense a little biz news um okay so sales of crocs have soared during COVID. I mean, you can thank Ben Soffer. You really can. Croc's bittersweet moment has arrived in the midst of a global pandemic. The foam clog, I guess that is what they are, a foam what? clog. A flog? They're a flog. Okay. Derided by many for being, quote, ugly, expects 2020 to be a record sales year. On Monday, Crocs raised its fourth quarter outlook and full year outlook for 2021, now forecasting fourth quarterly year-over-year revenue to have increased about 55% to between 407 and 410 million dollars up from its previous estimate of a 20 to 30 percent increase it's so i mean it's really not that surprising because like i know ben loves them but like so many, i've really seen like more people wearing them and embracing the ugly almost and honestly not to like bring it back but like you know who really made like ugly fashionables like kanye like even his shoes really look like crocs now like those sandals that kim wears yeah um like this is not that shocking but i'm nonetheless really happy for crocs no not that shocking but it is like a affecting the stock market crocs is on the nasdaq oh i gotta buy some stock c-r-o-x cute and shares are up 12 percent. i also think like whoever works there and does their celebrity partnerships is an absolute genius because of the luke holmes like um collab that they did is phenomenal um i think they also did a justin bieber collab which i didn't myself purchase but still great collab nonetheless speaking of justin bieber um his new song is Excellent. so stellar stunning i've listened to it maybe like 20 times already which is a lot for me and the, and justin bieber song. the music video is weird i haven't um, watched it and he like kisses zoe deutsch when he's fully married that's but... just like unacceptable you know why didn't Haley, who's literally like a model slash actress why didn't she star in the music video I don't know. Or if you want to use like a different actress, fine. But like, don't kiss another woman. I like, especially in a music video where it's like, it's like so unnecessary. unnecessary. Like, nobody asked. Literally nobody asked. Okay, ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our bachelor recap? Sure. The bachelor resort employees found a used condom in a tree during production of Matt James's season. I mean, sounds about right. Matt James' season 25 of The Bachelor filmed at Nima Colon Resort in Pennsylvania looks incredibly beautiful. And the resort CEO is dishing the behind-the-scenes scoop. Maggie Hardy Knox told Page Six that we actually found a used condom in the tree branch. It's actually disgusting now that I think about it. Used condom yeah. is so sickeningly gross and very unsanitary, especially living in a pandemic. We're just leaving our semen everywhere, Matt James. 
The CEO who teased that hair will be pulled and weaves will fly during the season noted that it was hard to keep track of everything that went down on the property during production, which began in September 2020. How do they know that that used condom wasn't there before Matt? Very true. Very true. I'm going to need an investigation on the a se- DNA sample. On the semen sample. Yeah. I need a time stamp. We need a, no, we need a DNA. There's no way that like Matt James was just like fucking in the woods at Nima Colon during his season. I don't Is know, there? Man. I guess it could have been towards the end of the season when he like knows. right, like Hannah and the windmill. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god, for I'm sure. I'm glad they're using protection. For sure, it was his. It's just at this stage of that I'm watching of the show, it's like inconceivable that he would be having sex with any of these women yet. But you like it, when they get down the road, right? Of usually, course. When they get down the road, like usually they would be out of Nima Colin, but no, they're still in Nima right. Colin. They're in love, and they have been in the fantasy suite. So now they're gonna have sex in the woods. Yeah, no, it's it's a bachelor condom. Do you think that um, the Fantasy Suite provides, like, condoms and everything, and, and you think, like... They do. They do. And most, oh, wait, no. I think they don't. What? Yeah. They either do or they don't. Like, I, I think someone, it would be wildly irresponsible of them not to. Someone shared in one of their memoirs. The st- they, they do. They do. The status of condoms in the Fantasy Suite. And you think probably most girls are on birth control there? I mean, it's their choice. Yeah, it's just interesting. When you think about logistically the fantasy suites. Yeah, I think with condoms, are you're good to go. Do you feel like there's such a stark um, difference in, like, the quality and budget of, like, the dates and just the overall atmosphere of Matt's season versus Tasha's? Uh, yeah, versus Claire's. To the point where it's, like, almost offensive. No, it's, like, I would be so pissed. Like, they literally can take planes and... ATVs, ATVs and I'm sure there's going to be horses and cars and everything like the property is so vast and I mean I guess when they did Claire's season they didn't know they they couldn't think outside of California yeah oh that's true you know and to them it's like doing it at La Quinta was better than doing a whole season at the Bachelor Mansion, Mansion. so I, I mean yeah I would be pissed now if I was Claire and Tasha, but they also like it's a pandemic. Because the girls, like, loft little room was, like, so cute. Oh my, and the fact that they all get to, like, be together and have house drama. Yeah. As opposed to, like, going to other people's rooms. Right. Or, like, the boys who literally could only hang out together at, like, the community pool. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the actual episode. First date was Brie, who I just love. She's so clearly, like, a... F- top four like she's one of the most gorgeous girls I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. when she got chosen she was like oh my god no this is my ugliest outfit like queen we were stand a relatable queen but they let her change oh did they yeah because she was wearing something different on the date well because she needed a bathing suit too so how could she have known yeah and she wound up getting the outfit completely dirty so if it if she wound up having to wear her ugliest plus she was wearing a dress and she wound up wearing pants like you're not gonna wear a dress to go on an ATV, ATV yeah so it was she changed but she's so cute their date was really really cute um she's so pretty I love that they like oh my god oh her background was so interesting that her mom gave birth to her at 13 and it's like always just been the two of them and her dad wasn't around and Matt and her were just like vibing like on similar backstories and I just think she's like such a winner like it's crazy she's such a winner I loved what she was saying about like creating her own like big family Family. and like gravitating towards friends with big families and like just want like wanting to meet that person and then like making a big family I feel like her and Matt were just completely on the same page my only like concern is usually the person who gets the first date like doesn't win and they know they fizzle out yeah they do like they're really strong and and she'll probably make it to top four but then like they sort of get overlooked. So I almost wish she didn't have the first date for that reason because, like, history doesn't bode well. Look, but you never know. I feel like Maddie had the first date of Peter. I was trying mm. to think about it this morning. Well, I actually think that, although I literally love her so much, and if it were I was The Bachelor, I would pick Brie, like, hands down. From the second she came out of the limo, like, she was just special. I don't think that he picks her. Like, I just don't think that that's... What's going to happen? Like, and I, I didn't read any spoilers. That's just the vibe. I, I think no like Rachel or like Mari. Like the, I think that's more his type. Oh, you do? Yeah. Interesting. I have no idea who he's going to pick. You can even tell now like who he's really vibing with. I feel like he has really good connections with like at least six people. Agreed. And you can also tell when he's like, can I take you back upstairs, Victoria? Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's talk about the group date because I actually texted this to Margot. Um, and she was like laughing, but I was really being serious when I say that when Victoria like cut the line for the photo shoot, and by the way, we have to talk about the photographer because it was the same one from yes, Tisha's. It was the same Blur. Vaseline, Blur. Vaseline photographer, the Vaseline lens. Um, when she just kind of like really like, in my opinion, like really obviously she was being insane, but when she like kissed Matt and his body language was so obviously not into it, and like she was being really aggressive, like. 
I really felt like that wasn't okay. Like you can't just kiss people because you want to kiss them. Like they have to reciprocate the kiss back. And it was so clear that he was not reciprocating it. Yeah. It was insane that behavior. That happens a lot on this show. And it's just sort of like, okay, like it just seems to be par for the course. Yeah. But it's extremely uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. And I imagine extremely uncomfortable for the lead. Yeah. I mean, he obviously doesn't like Victoria. I don't know how anyone can stand her. I like actually feel bad because she's so clearly the villain. Um, but it's almost like she's a paid actress. Like she's such a villain. A hundred percent. Like I, going into last night's episode, I was like, I feel like she's just putting on this like queen front because, you know, it's an interesting, like it'll get her yeah. airtime and obviously like she's not going to go very far, but it's, it's a way to do, to do the show. Mm-hmm. But then last night I was like, uh, I think this is like who she is. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. you can't even, like if you're a regular person just like putting on, like I, I don't even think you can conceive of being that irrational. Insane. No, and, and when I see people who became like the villains, like I do see how editing plays a part and how some of the things they're saying like might make sense in different contexts. But like she reminds me and I, I don't want to compare because I actually think Corinne is like so funny and really was like a gem. She was never going to make it like with Nick. But I think they for, almost enter- did. for entertainment, like she was so funny and cute. And yes, she said some crazy things, but it, it reminds me of that because I think that she came into the show like with the intention of being that but she's coming off so annoying and so rude and she made me like that girl who is she fighting with marianne is that uh, her name? marilyn marilyn um she made me like her when before that she was having this conversation with matt she's like i feel like you don't even remember me and it's like obviously he doesn't there's 30 girls here and you didn't get a date this week and she's just like on tiktok they call her like a pick me girl and it's like mm, how, you know like those girls like me do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I thought you didn't want me. Like, do you know what I mean? She was bothering me so much. And then I ended up feeling bad for her because Victoria was so mean to her and was like so clearly manipulating Matt in that conversation. Yeah, but like when Victoria said, Victoria's clearly describing like a scene that happened in their room that we never saw. Yes. And Marilyn said such terrible things to her. And the girls were like, I can't imagine Marilyn saying that. Like, tell us what you think that she said. Also, it's worth noting that Marilyn didn't deny it. She apologized. So maybe Victoria's telling the truth. No, it's like, I, even if Victoria's telling the truth, like, okay, fine. I'm not even concerned about, like, the Marilyn drama. I'm just, like, the way that you're coming off. And also, what's so crazy is, like, she said, she said that she was jealous, right, of, of the date? Sure. And the other girls were oh, happy yeah. for her. Yeah. Okay. And she, then she said, I can't fathom. Like, they're all jealous, but they're also happy Bree's a nice girl. Yeah, no, but... Like, then later in the episode when Sarah goes on her one-on-one, I think Rachel says, like, I... It's, or someone says, like, I'm jealous, but it's just the tone in which you say it versus, like, makes the biggest difference. Of course, there's an understanding amongst everyone that everyone's jealous, whoever goes on the date, because it's not them. But you can also be happy for your friend. Yeah. No, she's... It's also just, like, a little too early to come out like... This. Like this, and it's... I'm not into it. She doesn't go home because she's in the previews for next week being insane again. And all I have to say is that both when she was wearing the bride dress and when she was wearing her rose ceremony dress, her bra was sticking out the whole time and it was bothering me so much. Like a queen literally would never. Like that's <laughs> literal, like rule one of being yeah. It's not even written because it's unwritten. Like Queen you Victoria even, is like rolling over in her grave. You can't even cross your legs when you're a queen. Like let alone have your bra, bra strap. Not once but twice. Nah. And yeah, no, she's just so so messy in so many ways. And she's, I, I feel conflicted about her because I think girls like her are like a necessary evil on the show. Like they definitely, like what else would we be talking about? Like they keep it interesting. But I'm really one of the people who watches for the connections and she's just getting in the way of that. Yeah, but I also think when that like sort of planted villain does go, there does become drama amongst like the core group. Just, you real know, drama. A, a real drama. Emotions are heightened. Like, and so I think the sooner like that we get rid of girls the more then we get to like a point of interesting drama like I'm just don't find that interesting I agree um it's like silly gimmicks yeah and the third date was with Sarah who honestly I had not recognized but I thought she was really cute I thought he might send her home before the dinner because like it seemed like they weren't vibing at all like they didn't have much to talk about but it was because she was like clearly holding something back yeah um and honestly it was like so sad when she was talking about her dad um I was like crying and I just like Matt is such like a gentleman like and those are like difficult conversations to both you know share with someone and also to receive that information like you want to say the right thing but Matt James is the king of just like saying and doing the right thing a hundred percent but also I feel I'll pray like for him now that I'm um just watching the season and more so on the group date not on the one-on-ones because you're literally like being chosen to 
like share open up yeah but on the group dates when they just like sit down with him and like tell them tell him in third grade (laughs) i was bullied i agree it's like so weird no and like then victoria like went and she was like i'm insecure sometimes sometimes i feel fat i'm like yeah me too literally think she's gonna get a rose for that because of that i know i seem confident but sometimes i'm not no it's like so you're human like congrats like that's her big secret no, like, it's like everyone just sits around like waiting to open up like waiting, as if this is group therapy and waiting to one-up each other like with their story yeah it's it's i agree i thought that way on on claire season the two stories are coming earlier and earlier now like it's only episode two like i would like i would save my story to like un- my one-on-one like, top six or, or at least my, my one-on-one. one-on-one. Yes. No, I agree. It's like this weird cycle that started, and now I'm seeing it for how weird it is. And I really saw it on Claire's season when they were doing that painting date, and like it was literally group therapy. Like it was so. But they were weird. also like trying to one-up each other in terms of like winning Claire's had over, it be, like the hardest. It was so bizarre. I completely agree. <laughs> um, but all in all, a decent episode. It ended with Sarah like fainting at the. I know. I don't know what that was about. I, I don't Do you think know. Victoria poisoned her? <laughs> maybe, but she already had a rose, so like she couldn't have been like so nervous about no. the rose ceremony. But maybe just maybe the she elements. Like, hadn't eaten all day. Yeah, or maybe like the altitude is different at Nemecole, and I think they're in the mountains. Yeah, but like the Pocono Mountains, it's not like high altitude. Okay, I'm just you know you never know. Also, um, I want to talk about Kit. Yeah, she was like totally irrelevant this episode. Totally irrelevant, but she. So the sweater I was wearing on the show yesterday, she had just posted on her Instagram. Someone sent me, so mm-hmm. I took a trip down her Instagram. I've rabbit. been there fabulosity Fa- oozing fabulosity makes no sense you see her instagram and you're like why is this girl on the bachelor right so i that's what i want to talk about because even on the show like she her outfits are so on point and uh-huh. she dresses like very um new york new york not like she even wore a, like a mini dress for the first night which With is combat not, boots which is not done like she wore like little kitten heels on the group date dinner. I yeah. don't know if you saw them, but they were like a very classy kitten. She heel. watched the premiere of The Bachelor with Kaya Gerber. Like this makes she no did. sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. And also she's 21 years old. So she's she, the youngest contestant so, this season. So like the minute she was able to apply for The Bachelor, she did. Right. When like she literally lives in the lap of luxury. So I'm happy to have her here on of the course. show. And, and I look forward to the looks that she's going to bring because so far they've been impeccable. But why is she here? No. It, and, it, and we all know she's Cynthia Rowley's daughter. Yes, me and Ben spoke about it last week. Um, and we both agreed that it was so weird, but that she also looked like Queen's Gambit. No, she's, she's so, like, I'm loving seeing her, um, but I'm just so confused. I would she, like an explanation. I feel like I was, I was looking at her Instagram, and, and it's so influencer-y. Like, I think she really went on for the Instagram followers. 100%. Like, as many followers as quickly as possible. And, and then she'll leave Bachelor Nation behind. She's not going to win. She's not going to do any more I, shows. I don't think she's going to go on Paradise. No, I think she'll have like a couple hundred thousand. And like that's really like a, the good base for her fabulous life in New York and City. And socialite like, justify her just like taking pictures all day. Yeah. And being like an influencer for Cynthia Rowley. Yeah. I mean, I do think there are other ways to get Instagram <laughs> followers that are less strenuous on the body. <laughs> no, um, like this way of going on The Bachelor is like foolproof. Well, that's why yes. those girls cry so hard on night one. Because like you think the it's followers. foolproof. But then, but then you go home on night one. Yeah. But if you can, like, you know, do okay, it's a foolproof way to get half a million followers. There's a girl who went home night one who has made, like, ten TikToks about, like, trying to, like, make jokes about going home night one on The Bachelor. And it's so thirsty and so not funny. And I'm so glad she got sent home night one because, like, that's not the type of energy we need. I mean, speaking of night one girls who go sent home... Remember those girls? I forget. I think they were the Ari. Rose on Ari season. Seven girls got sent home the first night, and they all like started a, a club, <laughs> the Rose Squad or it's something. Like Rose over roses. Yeah, yeah. And we like made fun of them on the morning breath, and they like wrote me a nasty message. That's like my <laughs> life, like getting messages from people I've spoken shit about. Yeah. So anyways, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm so glad that the Rose Rose girls like really took off. For sure, and they're, they're still going strong. No, and it's like, I think they have, like, one of the biggest, I don't even know what, clubs? What is it? <laughs> I, I just remember they had, like, a photo shoot, and they were... They like, had a photo shoot and an Instagram page, Rosé Over Roses, something like and that. And I don't know where it went from there. I think they would do, like, um, Videos. like Skype calls. Yeah. 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 Also, I just want to say, um, Rachel's rose ceremony dress mm-hmm. look was so stunning. I don't recall. Like, movie it. star red carpet. It was a black, I think, silk um, halter dress, open back. She had her hair up. Like, it mm. was it was a level of look that we don't typically see on The Bachelor. It was, like, 
old Hollywood. It was stunning. Love to see it. It was stunning. I find the girl who bought the vibrator, her name is Katie, and like she literally faded back into irrelevancy where she belongs last oh my God, night. She was the vibrator all episode. I thought she was the goat hoof. She's so annoying. Like, I just, she's like, her energy is like just the type of girl like I run from. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm actually sure she's pretty nice, but I just mean like on the show, like no. But also, it's like I didn't even remember that she was vibrator girl, and so to go from being vibrator girl to just being like one of the girls, and not one even one of the good ones, like <laughs> no, you could either be a writer girl or a vibrator girl, and that's it. And you choose to be a writer girl because Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster comes out on January. 26th. I sneezed on it. It's true. Get your copy at girlwithnojob.com/book. And Jerry, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your feelings while while reading the book? Like you you were one of the first to read it. So I read it back in June, I mm-hmm. think, and my feelings were like I was trying to like take myself out of being your sister, and I was right. like, this is the exact book that I'm looking for from like my favorite influencers. You yeah, know? and you know, I was really conscious when writing the book. I've read other influencer and like reality star people like in our space. I've read their books, and I think what the sentiment sometimes is, is like this person's like really not self-aware and like cringy and like, you know, is very privileged. And I'm aware I recognize, you know, my privilege and I really didn't want to come off in the book as like not being self-aware and like mm-hmm. not being cringy. Um, and that's why like when I had you read it, like I was like embarrassed because I just like didn't want you to feel that way about something that I wrote. No, I didn't feel that way. And anytime I ever did, I, I definitely made a note and like yeah, just we changed it. it. We removed it. But I, my biggest issue with like those types of books is they're just not very interesting or good or share anything that like I didn't anything know. If I, it, that's the hard thing about like being an influencer or a podcaster like on Instagram, blah, blah, yes. blah. Everyone knows everything about you. So when you write a book, you have to share things that you don't typically share. Yeah. Like, and I, by the way, 100%. And I think one of the things I actually really pride myself on is the fact that like, you can be a Patreon member um, listen to the toast every day, follow me on Instagram for the last 10 years, and you won't know most of the stuff in this book. Right. And even as your sister, like, I, you're just sharing, like, thoughts and insights that you've had that I might not know. So it's really, like, you are getting more than just, like, your Instagram stories, which is, can be hard for a lot of people to do. When you share all the time. When you share all the time. But I'm just, like, an endless well of information, knowledge, and stories, and... You're going to see. That really comes through. Really comes through. Again, you can pre-order it at girlwithnojob.com slash book. Um, I think that's all we got for you guys. I think that's all she wrote. I'm sure there's something on tonight. I think Real Housewives of Dallas, which I'm actually really excited about. Oh, great. We both watched the premiere, so we'll recap like the first In and second full. episodes together. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, CastBox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day, you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day! Goodbye! 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 Goodbye.